The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Bloomberg Audio Studios. Podcasts, radio, news. We're joined by Dirk Van De Put. He is Mondelez International CEO. Dirk, it's great to have you with me. And as we were just talking about, you think about in January, Mondelez said that it's going to be raising prices on some of your products. Of course, the price of cocoa absolutely skyrocketing. The price increases that you're putting in place now to deal with that, how does that compare to previous price hikes? What kind of magnitude are we talking about here? Well, if we talk about our global range, all our products, which includes 50% of biscuits, it is lower than it was in previous years. Um, but if you look at the chocolate price increase, that's going to be high single digit, in some cases double digit. That is uh, in line with what we had to do in, in previous years. So unfortunately, I wish it was different. Our input cost keeps on going up. Some are flat, some are coming down, but cocoa, sugar, in fact, also, and hazelnuts are the ones that are going quite high, and they're important in our product. So we, we unfortunately have to increase prices again. And how willing and able are consumers to take on those price hikes? Because, I mean, I love Oreos, but you probably can't live off of Oreos. So how much pricing power do you actually have left? Well, up to now, we have really not seen any effect from the price increases in our volumes. Our volumes have been solid. Um, we've had volume increases that were the same as before the inflationary period. So price elasticity-wise, uh, the consumer has accepted uh, what we had to do so far. Um, going forward, I assume they can uh, deal with another round of uh, price increase, particularly if you talk about our major brands, and I'm talking about our chocolate brands here, uh, Milka, a Cadbury, a Toblerone, they're so close to the heart of consumers that I believe they will be prepared to uh, uh, see through this, this next price increase. It's going to be the same for all chocolate. So it's not that just going to be our brand, it's going to be all brands. So I think that that will help. Uh, but hopefully, anytime soon, this uh, inflationary period of, of our cost increases will stop and we will go back to a more normalist situation. And it's a good point there. The brand loyalty, the brand recognition for some of your companies is definitely strong. I do want to talk about distribution a bit because it appears that Mondelez, you're focusing on convenience stores, warehouse clubs. Are those the types of channels that you're pursuing and how do you plan to succeed there? Yes, um, if, if you look around the world, we are not distributed or represented in all channels in the same way. Or if you look at a geographical spread of a country, it might be that we are not in all stores. So a big driver of our growth is to optimize our presence in the channels where we're underrepresented or increase our reach 
geographically of uh, presence in different stores. If I go to the first one, the two big opportunities for us are convenience stores in the US, where we're underrepresented, and the bigger uh, warehouses, the discounters in the US and in Europe is the other big opportunity for us. Geographically speaking, it's in emerging markets. For mm. instance, in India, we believe that we can still go to another 3 million stores in the country to have our pr uh, products present. And I would add a third opportunity for us, which is in the store where we are already present, we can in improve, increase our presence, we can have a better quality presence. All that to point out that for us, uh, the opportunity to keep growing as a company is quite big. Right. And of course, we are having this conversation against a fraught geopolitical backdrop as well. Of course, Mondelez still operates in Russia. And let's talk about current events. I mean, Alexei Navalny, of course, uh, his death. Has that led to renewed consideration of Mondelez exiting from Russia? Well, it's, it's uh, first of all, since the beginning of the war, we have condemned the brutal aggression against the Ukraine. So we, we, we are absolutely against the war. But as it relates to operations in Russia, unfortunately, there is no real simple solution there. Um, it, it would be easy or we could be clear to say that if stopping our operations in Russia would stop the war, we would definitely do that. But unfortunately, that is not so straightforward. So we believe that the vast majority of our investors understand what we're trying to do. And what we're trying to do is that we believe that the risk of exiting Russia and what would happen to our business and how it would be used is much higher than staying, continue to operate locally, scale back our operations and make our business more standalone. Mm. So it's a very difficult balance. It's not easy. It's probably one of the toughest uh, 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 issues that I face as a CEO, but we believe that this is the best solution for us uh, in Russia. Well, when it comes to the Russian business, I see that that contributed 2.8 per 2.8% to your global revenues in 2023. That is down from 4% in 2022. So it's not as if the Russian business adds that much to your bottom line. No, it's 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 not. Um, uh, it, and, and it will uh, continue to decrease over time because, as I said, it's standalone and we have scaled back our investments. But we, we do believe that continue to operate, take care of our employees, keep on working with the 10,000 farmers we have, uh, continue to provide chocolate and biscuit to the uh, Russian consumer is an acceptable way of uh, continuing our business there. And I am curious about how you actually do conduct business in Russia. Are you able to actually take your profits out of the country, or how does that actually work? No, that, is, of course, remains uh, um, a bit of a uh, uh, difficulty. Uh, we can take some out, but we uh, have to go undergo quite a bit of controls and approvals by the Russian government. So it's over time something that needs to be solved. Um, but we, as I said, we are not trying to grow the business there. We're trying to contain it. And so the problem becomes smaller and smaller, if I can say it like that. And I do, I am just curious about the employees that you have in Russia. I understand you have thousands there. You take a look at other examples. For example, Carlsberg executives facing years of prison, prison in Russia. Are you concerned about the safety of your employees in Russia? And what steps are you taking there? 
Yes, of course we are concerned about the safety of our employees. We're also concerned about the fate of the suppliers that we have, the farmers that work with us. And so we are trying to to to, to be as, as reasonable and as uh, non-confrontational as we possibly can. We want to maintain uh, a business there. We want to scale it back. We don't want to do major investments, but we do want to continue to provide employment and protect our employees. And so far, that's what we are uh, able to do. All right, Dirk, got to leave it there, but really appreciate your time today. Enjoyed this conversation. Hope to speak again soon. That, of course, is Dirk Vandeput of Mondelez International. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.